Coming up today, Peter Duncan will join us. The GRV chair will join us later on this hour. And we've got all of the racing coming from the Meadows across the day, moving in for race number three at Dooman. But, uh, gentlemen, let's go back to Saturday night. And what was a superb night? As I told you, Troy, I had my setup of TV, laptop, <laughs> iPad. And I was sorted. It was my Saturday night. It was the dream. And uh, I probably found I had the, the watchdog going with the iPad for the racing. And I probably found I watched the the racing more than anything else. It was a great night. It was fantastic. Um, I was privileged enough to be allowed to be on course for it. And um, while the atmosphere may not have been there on course, I, I certainly believe it was being live streamed through our Facebook uh, profile. And um, look, it was terrific. We started off with some great racing early. Mapunga Katie got out, got the job done off the red early. Uh, a promising greyhound that we've spoken about on here a few times now, and she keeps going strength to strength. Then we got to the Group 3 Fireball, and uh, that was a really intriguing race. Um, you know, look, True Detective, he'd been off form a little bit, but uh, put it all together on the night when it counted for a Group 3 race and, and got the job done in a 42.70. Uh, what did you make of it, Bonus? Oh, it was just great to see. I mean, they will build a statue of True Detective out of the Meadows at some point. <laughs> he, he lives for the track. He loves it there. And probably throughout most of his career, he's like, he's been virtually unbeatable at 600. He's had a number of cracks over uh, over the longer trip, 725. And probably there's always been that, that little question mark over his strength right at the very finish of a big race over 725. But he was... He was dominant. Things worked out right from the word go. He was able to push forward and find the front, and I was fortunate enough to interview Jeff Britton, State or Kennel Representative uh, Craig Salkin on the night. He sort of said he outlined the exact case of what needed to happen in the race, and it was as though he just transplanted it onto the track. And I think from the word go, he was confident as soon as things worked out early, and it was a wonderful win. Yeah, I think the, the going into the race, a lot of us were questioning whether thriving would hold up on the inside, and that was a question for True Detective. If he led, well, game on. But if he didn't, it was going to be tough because there was a few strong greyhounds in there that were going to come home tough. But uh, once he hit the front, uh, like you say, he's getting much stronger over the 700. He has been for a while now, and uh, he's franked that form very well. And uh, to, to win by two and a half lengths, uh, he won convincingly in the end. Three fireballs in a row for the Britain family as well. They go okay. <laughs> they go okay, don't they? They're a pretty good form guide as a rule, aren't they? And then there was Simon Told Helen. This race was fascinating, Troy, because Simon Told Helen controlled things early on and then was headed... But then round the back where it does some of his best work, found something really, really special. Look, he just breaks their hearts. And, and that's a simple way of putting it. He's not the best beginner in the world, but his mustering pace is unbelievable. It's like any, anything we've ever seen in greyhound racing. And, and I challenge anyone to show me a greyhound that's done the same sort of pace from that first couple of strides to off the back. Just missed Fernando Bale's record off the back. He went 17.38 and, and the record was 17.37. But Hardstyle Rico pushed up gave an almighty challenge. Yeah. I think we've got to remember, Hardstyle Rico the week before ran about a 17.50 off the back leading. Uh, this week he had to chase Simon Told Helen and, and Simon Told Helen running a 17.38. Uh, that's hard work. That's like in footy when you're trying to run a foot, you know, you're chasing all day, you're getting tired. So a huge effort by Hardstyle Rico, but simply Simon Told Helen is just simply impressive. He's just a superstar of greyhound racing in Australia and what he keeps doing is just a marvel and uh, he's just Impressive. It's, words don't fathom how good this greyhound is. Is he the best sprinter in the country? Uh, well, it's going to be fantastic, isn't it, to see. It was only um, not, not too long earlier we saw uh, Shimmer Shine back in great form. And it's going to be wonderful to see them clash again. At his very best, I, th I still think, you know, Hooked on Scotch has got extraordinary ability, although he does find, uh, he does find his fair share of trouble. So it's amazing the depth and quality we've got at the top end mm. at the moment. Simon Told Helen is... 
he's the king, he's the swaggerer, he wears the crown and everyone loves him. He's the most iconic greyhound in the country, but he's got plenty more challenges to come. He's got four group ones now, but it, it'll be so exciting to see him up against Shimmer Shine and a number of other greyhounds going forward. Hardstyle Rico, the one thing you can say, he's failed pretty dismally at his only other couple of goes in big group one races at the Meadows. So, And he stepped very poorly on both occasions. This was a big step in the right direction because I think he's been sort of seen as having a bit of a glass jaw, get him into a big race, get him under pressure. You'll get to the bottom of him pretty quickly. But here, he went close. I thought coming off coming into the straight, he was going to run past Simon Told Helen. He was able to hold him. But almost what Troy said again here was one of my biggest takeaways from the entire night. So, you're on track, you watch the races, then you have a couple of quiet scotches after the races. <laughs> and Troy and, and Ash Baker, who's the chief executive out there in the Meadows, both did the same thing, that we've never seen speed like this greyhound has, just through that middle part of the race yeah. between the pegs. So he's uh, he's amazingly exciting, and I feel uh, I feel great, you know, joy for Dave Burnett because he's had a number of great dogs, but this is, this is another level. Yeah, look, um, I agree with what you're saying, and um, he's just one of those greyhounds that... And you spoke about Shimmer Shine. Uh, greyhound has come back from injury, went near track record time at Sandy on the other day, did everything right off box one and, and just blitzed around the track. It's going to be very intriguing. We've got the Nationals coming up soon. Obviously, the Nationals isn't going to be like the normal Nationals where we all converge into one state and race in the big final, but uh, it's going to be very interesting to see when we get towards Top Gun selection at the Meadows later in the year where eight greyhounds have to be selected and with the current form of greyhound racing at the moment, uh, I'm not on the panel, so I don't have to have worry about this, cool. but uh, there's going to be some very intriguing conversations when you start reeling off the names like Simon Told Helen, uh, Tigalong Tonk, Shimmer Shine, uh, so, uh, uh, Black Opium, Black Opium's other one. Um, I'm missing so many off the top of my head here. I'm just trying to think of all of them. Uh, Rico, uh, also um, the other one that we just mentioned, Playlist coming off a Group One win, um, and the other Greyhound that you mentioned of Thompson's. Um, I've gone blank. There's there's catch a th- well, well there's there's a number. There, look, there's going to be about. There's going to be, well, this this is how it should be. There's going to be 12 or 13. You haven't spoke about O. Mickey, if it was able to come, come in as well. Is the one I, was That's the one I, I just went yeah. blank. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, there's so many. There's so many. Uh, Cash is Steve. Then you go interstate. You've got uh, the, the WA chaser uh, who's been flying, Tommy Shelby. Yet to go into the big class. Did that with Group 1 in the Vic Peters but and ran second in it. Well, it was a great run, but... Uh, it's just so many question marks over this. And the next couple of months are going to be so exciting to see how these greyhounds unfold and, and who holds up there into the bargain and keeps pushing forward and, and who drops off. Yeah, and, and right now everyone's chasing Simon Tolls Allen and that's the way it should be. And we hope that he does sooner rather than later because we, we know that he's got speed like we've never seen before. So for him to break that record, it was a pretty cold night. It was going to be a hard night to break a record on Saturday <laughs> night at the Meadows, Jack, I've got to tell you. Um, certainly, uh, I was out there with Gareth Hull and we were doing the the digital uh, pre- and post-race interviews and I, the, the, the the nipples were solid. It was, it was, it was, it was cold. No, it was cold. Pre- thanks for letting yeah, us know right. that. I, I mean, I was, I was trying to think of the most evocative way of sort of describing it, but there was, yeah, some solid nipples. It's safe to say Bono mentioned that it was cold a couple of times on course. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, normally, normally, Troy, you can't... Even, you know, when, when conditions are inclement on a racetrack, because you're trying to get more people out there, you can never say anything, but it's wonderful out here. It's, Correct. But there was nobody coming. So it was okay to let people know. Gareth and I, if you see us shaking here with our masks on, it's because it's bloody cold. It was fresh. It was, it was fresh, fresh, but uh, on track it was very hot. Off yes. the text that Matty O says, what a night of racing Saturday.
and this has been a great a great improvement, I think, in greyhound racing. And the Meadows has been at the forefront of this, in my opinion, um, making sure the people who can't go normally get that sort of coverage because that's what that's what racing is about these days. It's about turnover. It's about creating interest. Not everyone can get to the track, even if they want to. Not everyone around the country can. But the way you're able to do those pre-race interviews, have a little bit of a laugh, get an insight... I think it's critical to continuing to grow. I mean, it's already rapidly growing, the fan base for Greyhound Racing in Victoria and Australia. But this is how you sort of bring the family in because there's thoroughbred fans, there's harness racing fans, there's footy fans. Yeah, yep. There's Jack Heverin sitting at home that are watching this. So <laughs> I think this is a really big key. And it's something the Meadows are doing exceptionally well, Troy.